Hey guys, today's guest is an engineer who works a lot with VR and AR uh, and was actually one of the first to develop with the technology when it was available to the public. He has a clear vision on how it can get to the regular consumer. Today's guest, Dennis Malis. Welcome to Beyond Coding, a dive into the world of successful people in IT. From your sponsors, Zebia, creating digital leaders. Here's your host, Patrick Akil. Hey, Dennis. Hi. How's it going? It's going fine, thanks. Yeah, awesome. Happy to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So before the show, we already discussed a lot. We, uh, we talked about a lot of your passion towards VR, AR, and even drones, uh, and the relations in between there as well. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about the history that you have with VR and how it kind of all started? Yeah, so uh, I'm kind of a, I'm a 90s kid. Yeah. So uh, around uh, the first the, the time of the first uh, VR hype cycle. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it, it kind of intrigued me from the get-go. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, th- there were uh, VR, uh, VR machines. Okay. There were, there were massive machines <laughs> in, the, in the arcades uh, yeah. back then. I remember at Schevening, we have a great arcade. And there was this VR machine, and uh, I wasn't really... I was kind of too young, but I did it anyways. So <laughs> it was uh, very exciting. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was it was just magic. Um, and, yeah, it grabbed me from there. And then there's, of course, the movies and the books. And, uh, yeah. yeah, when the ball starts rolling, and uh, you kind of uh, come back for more. Like exactly. The movies like the, the Lawnmower Man. Also books like Snow Crash and... Uh, Outland, yeah. it's yeah, awesome. So the way back in the nineties, what what exactly did they have? You would go into a booth at an arcade, yes, and would you put on a helmet like you do now? Or yes, you would put on a on a helmet. It was a, kind of this cage you were in, okay, up to your waist, and uh, yeah, it was something that you could. You got a gun, and you had to shoot. I think it was dinosaurs, flying dinosaurs. Awesome. So yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, cool. And then now, obviously, it has evolved, and, and I think you have some goggles at home. I hope. Yeah, luckily it evolved because if you look back, it wasn't well. It doesn't look as impressive now, <laughs> of course. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I think well, one of the reasons that uh, the first uh, hype cycle kind of died is like that, that everybody wanted to, but the technology wasn't really there to yeah to grow on on what it was at back back then. Yeah, the tech in the 90s. Stayed in the arcades. and Exactly. It was too expensive. It was too big. Yeah. Um, and... Um, now it's different though, right? Now it's different, yeah. Although we had, uh, we recently had a new hype cycle, of course. Yeah. And it didn't, uh, eventually it didn't prove to be the, the breakthrough that we hoped, of course. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with uh, what I have now. <laughs> It just exactly. needs to be, uh, well, it needs some uh, tweaking, I guess, to uh, make it uh, a work in, yeah. uh, in every household. Uh, yeah, because the, couch. It, the technology still needs some work, you're saying then? Because I, I heard a couple of years back, VR goggles was going to be the next thing, right? You had the Oculus VR goggles. Uh, I was already imagining myself having them, yeah. uh, playing every game. Them? No, I, I actually didn't get them. They were too expensive, it too was, bulky. Yeah. 
feels like Christmas when you must want to start playing <laughs> and to decorate your whole house. And exactly. Your yeah. <laughs> you need to have a space, like a huge space for it, to also move around and uh, do all the things you want. Yeah. But so it never really took off, I guess. I kind of, I think one of the reasons is the things that, you, <laughs> that you're describing uh, yourself yeah. at this point. I think there's some other reasons too. I mean, there's also... Uh, feels a bit awkward it, it's uh, uh, for for people who aren't used to or are, who aren't naturally uh, enthusiastic about this technology yeah like my mother for instance I yeah. mean, uh, for something to be really uh, be a breakthrough I consider that well in order for VR to be have broken through I would consider that my mom is on her couch putting on a headset exactly that's, that's not we're definitely not there yet yeah uh, although there's there is uh, a lot of uh, development that, that goes uh, in that place. Um, yeah, I can imagine. Definitely. Well, uh, Facebook has uh, shown their dedication uh, okay. to getting getting VR in uh, in every household. Yeah. Um, they're doing really great work. I mean, um, cutting down on the cables. Their, their product doesn't have any cables. Uh, yeah. It's starting to become a thing that you don't need controllers for. You just use your hands. And yeah. Uh, that makes the um, yeah, that makes it yeah, easier more to easy, use. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, a little less weird. It looks l- less weird to other people around you. They, yeah, it used to be if if you were doing something like that in public, people would make pictures and uh, exactly. Uh, other people who saw that happening thought, oh, "I'm not going to do that." I've seen that were happening on uh, uh, on some of the conventions that we've been going to oh, really that people didn't want to do it or kind of were uh were like I think that's it was weird. a bit silly well yeah yeah i did some silly stuff <laughs> I, yeah <laughs> like what, what did you do on that conference uh i swam with the vr dolphins you swam with dolphins yeah well no the vr, yeah, dolphins. With, the VR <laughs> with the vr dolphins no the, the dolphins weren't there okay but i was swimming though <laughs> there was this this was on the vr base yeah um yeah, this really big uh, water tank in a in a s- uh, cargo container. Yeah, so it was it was big, and then and they modified these uh, um, uh, these uh, d- snorkeling goggles. Okay, so that they would fit uh, a phone, oh, really? a regular phone, and then yeah. you <laughs> they g- they gave me a swimming trunk, so I just changed in there in, <laughs> the, in the conference hall. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, I went for it, and uh, that was actually pretty cool because it just played, and it was very simple yeah I mean, it just played a uh, 360 degrees video okay of somebody snorkeling with dolphins yeah and normally with the 360 degrees videos they they don't feel natural because you move your head exactly the video doesn't move around with you but yeah. when you're bobbing in the water yeah it, you don't i mean the cameraman was already bobbing around a bit and exactly. when you're bobbing with it uh it just feels more natural. It actually felt very immersive because, well, you're actually swimming, and uh, <laughs> so you were you were inside a tank in your swimming trunks <laughs> with the with the kind of snorkeling set of VR goggles on. Yes, and then there wow. was nobody to take any pictures. <laughs> oh <sure>. no, it's <laughs> like it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a, I didn't know it could go that far, but that's such a cool use case. Yeah, but yeah, then again, uh, nobody, uh, not everybody was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was ready to go. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean the the gap that you need to cross uh, to do that it's it's a lot. You need to be in the water with yeah. with that kind of thing. You can't just go up to a public pool with your goggles. <laughs> <laughs> True, and uh, this is a very extreme. Uh, this is a very extreme example, but I think I think that's what my uh, my mother and my wife maybe yeah that they feel like when they're yeah. just doing this on the couch, and that needs to 
It goals. needs to shift. And yeah, so uh, there's a couple of things. And, uh, yeah, I get that. I mean, if you want to have mass adoption, it needs to be more interesting than just for the technical people. Because yeah. you and me, we like gadgets for sure. Um, but the, I think the average consumer has a little bit less uh, of a passion towards that. Yeah, so it has to be uh, of some use to them. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, it, would, it would have to be easy to yeah. use and uh, you wouldn't have to need to decorate your your entire living room for it. Uh, exactly. Stuff like that. I think, uh, well, for instance, PlayStation is already doing a good job on that. But yeah, they you get a real drawback, or not a drawback, but you get um, uh, less accurate uh, tracking, for instance. So that's, exactly. there is a drawback and that will get better. But yeah. uh, I think, yeah, these are some of the things that... Uh, need to be done before we're ready for the next hype cycle. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you need to, uh, if you go wireless, you have to compromise quality for a little bit at least. Uh, and probably when the technology grows, it's still growing. It'll get there at some point. I think it's really cool that yeah. we can already do simulations like swimming with dolphins. <laughs> uh, or even a couple of years back, we had uh, a company over, what, what was it Sense Glove? I think it was Sense Glove, right? Yes, Sense Glove. Yeah, where you could just wear a, a glove, you would have kind of prongs attached to each finger. Uh, you can grab stuff and it would give you the feedback as if you were grabbing stuff. You could throw stuff around. Uh, yeah. If I can do that without gloves, it's even better. Uh, but at that time, that was completely revolutionizing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you mentioned it. The, go the glove looks a bit better now compared to what they had. Yeah, definitely. They've been uh, working on their product. It looks very, uh, very promising. And there are some, some of these things that that will definitely uh they they contribute to the vr experience immensely yeah i mean um, your, your brain are very very complex but they are kind of easy to trick yeah so even the slightest uh, uh feedback that you the, the, the haptic feedback will yeah. make a massive uh, improvement in uh, in the whole experience yeah, exactly because when you're when you have the goggles on you grab a ball and you can just squeeze through it yeah it doesn't make sense for your brain <laughs> no. but if it's solid then all of a sudden you're like hey this is a ball i yeah. know i know all the aspects of a ball uh and i can even throw it yeah that's yeah. Uh, that's super cool you've also done some uh, some vr development yourself uh yes yes because well uh before well in the first when uh, Oculus first did their uh, their uh, Kickstarter, yeah. I didn't jump on board on the first batch, but on the second batch, when I, I was kind of thinking, well, let's see how this goes. But yeah. then, well, it went pretty well, and then exactly. I got on board. Just we bought uh, the headset, and um, we started playing around with it. I mean, this was the next uh, next level thing. This was the next big thing, right? Exactly. I mean, we're still full high, full blown. <laughs> Uh, in the start of the hype cycle, so yeah. Uh, yeah, we just started hacking around with it. I mean, when was this kind of a timeline? To be honest, I was it twenty sixteen then. Yeah, it should be something like that, right? Twenty fifteen, yeah. maybe. Yeah, there's the yeah. Um, so you got the Oculus, and you could already. How how does it work? Because I get the device. Can I attach my own software to it, or? or how yeah, how that, uh, that was definitely, well, because it was uh, a Kickstarter, it was very early access. It took them a couple of years to actually make a consumer-grade version. Yeah. Um, so basically you weren't buying the final product. Yeah. You were buying a development kit. Exactly. So with the development kit came some uh, Unity plugins, for instance, and some other uh, libraries, which weren't really good enough. We had to write 
the camera rigs to to be to, to be used properly in my opinion <laughs> to rewrite them but I'm, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> and um yeah you just start start hacking away and you start just running into all these weird things i mean um uh, yeah we had this this simulation um and uh, at some point you wanted to put things on the screen and normally you yeah. put them on the side not in the middle because it's in the way of the stuff you're trying to see but in vr there's no on the side it's just your vision gets more blurry, and yeah, blurry all of <laughs> until it. you don't see it anymore but so there's what do you do with that kind of stuff yeah uh, so you start experimenting and um, yeah there was it was kind of yeah the first thing that w- that you could actually get your hands dirty with and uh, yeah. experience it and there was no stack overflow full of other <laughs> people's experiences of course uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty cool. It Went seems so cool to me that you because you didn't have any previous experience, you just bought the development kit yeah. and you were like let's let's try it out, let's experiment. Yeah. Yeah, we did some really uh, impressive stuff. Uh, um we, we made at some point we made um uh a, a more ended up being no more than a tech demo. It was called uh, Advanced Field Information, which was for uh, for process industry and um in production for plants, like factory-like plants, and, yeah. and uh, the system would collect data and it would uh, enable you to look at it with uh, VR uh, and also AR, and also it worked on just well your screen in uh, 3D yeah. for like monitoring and stuff like that. Really cool. Uh, yeah, because well, at first we wanted to do AR, yeah, but AR was uh, back then was even uh, more uh, more rough. More rough. Yeah, uh, exactly. We didn't really we didn't have actual AR device. You could do some stuff with your phone, but yeah. real AR was not possible. So <laughs> we made that simulation in VR yeah. to show what you could do with AR in these ah, kinds okay. of situation. Because well, the Hololens was already demoed, but there was no Hololens available or yeah uh, stuff like yeah yeah that makes Google sense. Glass was like the next big thing, which was huge disappointment <laughs> in the end but <laughs> but uh, my curiosity was uh, well it was triggered and i wanted to experiment with it and uh, yeah why not do it why not do it with this, uh, this fancy oculus uh exactly oculus rift headset that we had lying because around you can do anything so. yeah initially vr and ar kind of go hand in hand right vr is uh, is more of a whole experience uh, and ar is just one augmentation of of reality yeah and uh, technically they they're mostly they're being merged most of the time already and yeah. dubbed uh, XR for, for cross reality or just X as in V or A or however you want to do. Uh, that's kind of the, the, the term that it's, uh, that's used right now. Yeah, that makes and, sense. And um, yeah, but the, the web VR uh, APIs, they were scratched and merged into the web XR APIs because, yeah, there's a lot of overlap. Um, it uses, it definitely needs the same hardware. Yeah, like the sensors and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, really cool. Yeah. So that was kind of your your initial experience with uh, with VR, a little bit of AR as well that you kind of hacked into the VR setup. Yeah. <laughs> well, what are some of the bigger things that you've done as well? Um, well, one of the most fun things uh, we did was um, uh, we got in touch with uh, Dare. There's uh, one of the dream teams of the Technical University of Delft. Yeah. And um, they—that's uh, the dream team that builds uh, rocket, and they—they they tried to do that with uh, zero budget. Awesome. So, um, so that's yeah, actually that's a life-size rocket, like how it would be normal. 
yeah, just okay. like ma- a real rocket, basically. Um, yeah. They design the engines themselves, the, they make the tanks themselves, the whole thing they build themselves. And uh, they rely on partners and uh, uh, <coughs> other parties to, to help them with their materials. And um, well, we, we decided in the end to help them out with, uh, with a VR presentation because they needed to present their rocket on yeah. uh, uh, the International Fair of uh, Technology and Science. Yeah. Uh, which is, uh, I think, a yearly thing at the, the, the university. And, uh, well, they couldn't really bring a rocket because they needed to test it because they had wanted to fly it soon and uh, it's a it, the rocket that we were uh, presenting was like eight to ten meters tall exactly. so it's kind of hard to bring with you yeah uh, so um, we partnered up uh, with um, uh, with HP and uh, well there themselves because this whole thing was outside this whole fair was outside there's no inside and we needed to do some you know, virtual reality outside. So VR, uh, HP, they deal, they uh, gave us one of their VR backpacks, which is okay. a really cool device. Yeah, and um, yeah, they gave me their their actual actual CAD drawings of, of the rocket. Okay, and um, yeah, we took it from there. We had to make <laughs> that work. Um, this was a battery powered PC, so there was uh, it was powerful, but there's some there was some limits to it, and you want to make it last. Uh, as long as you can, because well, it's it's all wireless. Yeah, and uh, well, we we got to make that so people could visit the fair and they could actually uh, uh, not just look at the rocket uh, in virtual reality, but uh, they were they were in the in the experience. You were standing on a crane, and the crane would go to all different parts of the rocket. Yeah, uh, but they could also just pick parts up and look at it closely. And oh, it's really? something that even if they brought their own rocket, that they couldn't really do. So it was uh, it was a f- small bonus. Yeah, that's such a cool use case yeah. because you, I mean, you go to a fair, you see a rocket, but to be able to put on VR goggles in this case <laughs> uh, and zoom in on the rocket and see how it ticks on the inside, yeah. super, super cool project, Check right? Check out uh, the the you know, the flight controller, for instance. Yeah. And then, well, they were in this VR experience with the VR backpack and all strapped up. The the the, the rocket scientists, uh, the their uh, students, they could uh, look on a regular screen what the person was doing and they could explain in details what they made how they made it why they made some certain decisions it was really really cool yeah i can the value that yeah. you bring in that way is it's so enormous compared to what it would be without it <laughs> it's it's so weird to think about it but it's so simple because a rocket is such a good use case for then your your vr experience that you made uh, just to give people a, a better feeling of it yeah your rocket is so abstract I, I would have no clue. I mean, I have a picture in my head of a rocket, but it might be completely different than the actual uh, practical implementation of it. <laughs> yeah. So you you basically got a bunch of plans. Um, yeah. Well, high detailed CAD drawing. So that was uh, there was an, a there was a, a challenge to get working in a real time uh, game engine running on that hardware. <laughs> yeah. That uh, was running on batteries, and that um, yeah, that was pretty. Uh, was pretty cool but um yeah i also played around with when i finally got the the the, the, the modeling in order yeah to properly work um i also well like i said earlier the, the ar and the vr technology they're pretty close so it was i tried making a simple ar experience as well that would just run on my phone yeah and uh that was cool and at some point there was a big line on the, on the International Festival of uh, Technology and Science, when we were there with uh, the, the 
the dare people and uh, uh people heard that it was really cool so there was a big line and uh, it was hot and i thought i'd try to um I tried to uh, entertain the people with this uh, <laughs> AR thing on my phone, and it was life-size as well, so they could really see what they were about to see in the VR. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I was running around there with my phone running <laughs> next to a virtual rocket, and uh, you could zoom into the details. And uh, eventually that app is it's still published in the in the app stores. Really cool. And uh, they used that for their uh, launch. Yeah. Uh, launch event. In, in what way to also look at it through? Uh, get through more, it. yeah, well... Uh, uh, the people that were watching their live stream when they were launching, yeah, <coughs> uh, they could um, uh, not take a closer look at uh, at the rocket themselves. So if it's for more. Um, um, it's a whole experience then. Yeah, th- to get the the public closer in contact with what they were doing. Exactly, because normally you would just see a, a launch happening on screen. Yeah, if I could download an app which has a complete model in AR of the rocket, that that's. <laughs> Was, uh, even cooler yeah so that was yeah that was uh, I'm, I'm really proud of uh, I'm really proud of that I'm yeah I, I can imagine that's such a cool accomplishment I, I wonder how different let's say regular development or web development is compared to VR and AR are they kind of like in the same line because it sounds like you need to do a lot more modeling yeah and thinking about your environment in the, or something like that yeah well um yeah, you're kind of dealing with, uh, normally you're, you're dealing with uh, either you need to have some kind of a game engine yeah. or build one, if you if you like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're looking, mostly you're looking at, uh, at uh, something like Unreal Engine or Unity. Yeah. And these are pretty, uh, it's pretty doable to get started with. Yeah. Um, uh, however, if you look at the development of these kind of things, um, uh, they do have... Uh, a good learning curve for the actual coding. Yeah. It's pretty different from, well, I'm a web front-end developer. I've been focusing on that myself for my professional career. And um, lately, the web VR and the web XR APIs uh, have come to my uh, <laughs> attention. Yeah. Because that enables, uh, if, if you look at the business uh, side of things, that uh, that is a better fit for, um, for, for, for instance, for companies already doing uh, web development yeah uh, that way it already fits in their existing test uh, streets uh, the ci cd is uh, basically ready to go yeah and um the knowledge is already there because well with the web xr apis you're just writing javascript or typescript if you will yeah uh, there's there's lots of libraries um that that use the the dom as uh, some uh, reference uh, to build uh, an entity component system for instance yeah, something like A-Frame uh, comes to mind, but also uh, React 360 is also uh, uh, a nice framework. Yeah, and yeah, so instead of reusing or learning a new toolkit, yeah. you already have your existing toolkit, and you can uh, it's it's adjustable towards that. Yes, and uh, the tool chains are pretty similar to what we know right now for front-end development. And to be honest, I think this is where yeah, I think free VR is is the next big thing in front-end development. This is yeah. where it's going. I mean, uh, the latest um, developments in, in front-end development are more like, how do we make better user experiences? We're yeah. moving away from how do we uh, make some input fields so that we can fill our database or, or feed our technical system. Now we're looking into how can I, uh, how can I make a better user experience? And 
well, VR and also AR. And I think eventually there will be see an amalgamation of the both. Yeah. They speak so well human, naturally. You don't, much better than just the screen and a mouse and a keyboard. Yeah, exactly. That I think eventually this is where uh, this will be. Uh, the next big thing. Yeah, this is how we'll be interfacing with uh, with machines, either by just talking to them or waving at them or... Yeah, that makes sense because it's it's so different than what we have now. It's just human versus screen. Yeah. Right? And all the human interaction, screen doesn't really pick up. We try to make it work with good UX. Exactly. And and UX is kind of in between and tries to match both of them. Yeah. Uh, but if the screen can interact with the human yeah. uh, by basically interpreting what it's doing, reading body language, listening to voice or other like more visual oriented signs, yeah. it's already a complete different way of interacting then. True. Yeah, it also comes with its own uh, challenges, of yeah, course. Yeah, for sure. I mean, now we have to, uh, uh, let's say, we just, if we're interested in something, we have to click on it. Yeah. And normally when I'm interested in something, I probably what I'm looking at is what I'm interested in. Exactly. Uh, so, um, yeah, there's there's also some well, some discussions going on now there about um, do we really want uh, <laughs> everybody to know how we behave? Uh, yeah. And do we want the big companies that are already collecting immense amounts of data about us. Uh, once do we want them to collect the data on such a personal uh, level? Because exactly. eventually uh, you don't have to type in who you are. Just by the way that you're moving your head, you could be recognized. Yeah. So there's uh, there's That's there's uh, one of the things that we want to uh, that 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 will probably be a thing at some point but yeah that's that's difficult i wonder when it will take off because i i remember years back at, at the yeah. university actually i'm talking about five six years ago uh i had to do an experiment in which my eyes were tracked on a screen yeah and i would do a, a where's waldo <laughs> and they would analyze my thought pattern based on what i looked at first and what happened when i found waldo let's say that was five to six years ago so i can imagine that obviously it has grown yeah. Uh, probably my eyesight and and what I'm looking at can be tracked even better. Uh, yeah, even even my physical movements now, my body language, uh, but it's it's not really applied yet, and it's not really available to the to the average yeah. consumer. Uh, I wonder why that is, and and what's kind of still missing. Um, yeah, I, I guess development. It really? Need, yeah, it needs investments, and uh, DC investments are definitely being. Uh, being made, uh, yeah. like for instance, uh, before um, <coughs> when I bought my my Oculus Quest, for instance, I always needed uh, the, the, the remote controllers to operate it. Yeah, and now I just use my hands. Sometimes I still need the remote controllers. It's still embedded, so it's pretty awesome already. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so Oculus themselves have definitely said we need we need more than this. Uh, but hey, we have monkeys playing pong with their mind right now. <laughs> exactly, it's, it's not. We're not that far off. Yeah, the technology is basically there. It need it. It needs a lot of investment to get it into your home, of course. Yeah, um, there's a lot. Uh, there's loads of difference between actually making a monkey playing pong with their mind and actually productizing it. Exactly, that's so. the that's the difficult part. But I love that you said that as soon as it's more accessible for development, uh, developers have such a huge community in s so many aspects of development that it will naturally have more application for the average consumer. Right? Yeah. 
it's kind of because if you if you build it they'll come uh which normally doesn't really work <laughs> but for vr it might because it, it might be a really good match well, in some way it, it did but it wasn't just feasible in the living room yeah. but uh it did land pretty well for uh, training situations for uh, automotive has really embraced uh, uh vr for design work and testing and simulation yeah. work and uh, just uh yeah i, I think that's I just a little that bit it would be a big break a bigger breakthrough <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah you can't force these things i guess exactly <laughs> it didn't die like the first hype cycle so um yeah i mean if they already are getting a little bit of adoption within kind of simulations, you already mentioned kind of a driver simulation. Yeah. Uh, I also saw surgery simulations in which obviously if you if you want to become a doctor, you need practical experience. It's way easier to do that in VR than to actually practice on a patient. Yeah. Uh, so those fields come to mind where it's most applicable already. Yeah. Uh, but then still we need to grow a little bit uh, <laughs> to gain access to the to the average consumer. But I think it's coming. I, I have no clue, though, when. I, it's yeah, hard to say. I wish I could, I wish I could tell you, but I, <laughs> uh, it, would, it would be a guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't yeah. wait, though. But at, at least, well, for me, it's uh, it's definitely here. Yeah, I mean, uh, my, my, my PlayStation, my VR, my PlayStation VR is working fine for me. It's not the most yeah. impressive graphic uh, experience, but the, uh, the games are fun. The first AAA titles are actually... All the, only now showing up. Okay. Yeah. So there mostly there's been a, l- a big pile of uh, cool experience, cool concepts. Yeah. But well, if you look like something like uh, Half-Life Alex, for instance, that's uh, that's really something that that is of a different caliber than a lot of the smaller VR in, uh, experiences. Yeah. Because the the smaller experiences were not from the bigger gaming companies, yeah. more indie companies, I guess. And now AAA means it's a really big game, right? Yeah, the the big the big games that you that you hear about that cost millions of investment. Okay, um, yeah. and they're just Although, now coming to to VR then. Uh, yeah, there's 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 not a whole lot of those. Although yeah. it doesn't mean that the nature, that that the, the smaller experience are aren't any better. I mean, nobody. I don't think anybody would expect that now that we have VR, we were finally able to hit blocks on the beat of music with a lightsaber but that's what, that, we're, that's that what we're doing and that's definitely uh, an immense amount of fun but um, having um, uh, game publishers uh, invest on a large scale is uh, uh, on beforehand that's something that's a that's a next step and i guess yeah. that's coming right now so yeah I, I think initially it has a big risk right yeah and any initially uh, smaller companies have a, an advantage because they're not as established they can take a little bit more risk they can reverse some decisions more easily uh, so then you come out with yep. uh, as a smaller company with a lot more vr games beat saber is, is <laughs> such a cool game yeah. it, it reminds me so much of guitar hero yeah because yeah. you have a guitar uh, you need to click uh, and play your guitar based on what you see on the screen uh, but with beat saber you have i think it's two joysticks right i've, I've never played yeah. it uh, but you're completely immersed, let's say, in the game, and blocks just fly towards you. I guess. Yeah, if you I'm know what to do. Right? I mean, the blocks have an arrow. Hit the blocks in the arrow. Exactly. And, and you'll train, and you'll get better, and it's 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 really good. It, and you feel like you're a hero. You've you've been being silly with controllers, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you feel like you're doing uh, <laughs> this big, this big cool badass. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
throwing his lightsabers around. Exactly, yeah. because <laughs> the Joy-Cons are then lightsabers in the VR environment. Yeah. And you you play based on the music as well. Yeah, right. and you get immersed in it and it feels uh, it feels good. And then it's funny that you mentioned like a Guitar Hero, for instance, because uh, I was pretty good at Guitar Hero and I had some friends that were pretty good at Guitar Hero. I was one friend that wasn't really the best at Guitar Hero. Yeah. He was the best guitar player. <laughs> so that's like... <laughs> didn't make any sense. No. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. So, yeah, it was nice that it looked like a guitar, but it wasn't playing guitar. I mean, exactly. You're actually doing what you're... Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, Guitar Hero, it's still a game, right? It's still a game. Yeah, the actual guitar skills <laughs> don't really transfer. Uh, but the VR experience does transfer over. And I think that's where the biggest strength is. Um, yeah, definitely. And also for, well, I can imagine the, uh, for, for instance, for, for e-commerce that it has a big, uh, some big applications uh, that are not, not even focused on, on getting across the, the product that you're trying to sell itself, but all, you can control everything. Yeah. Not just show the picture that's around it, but you can set a mood that you want with your exactly. marketing that, that connects to your marketing campaign. Yeah. You control everything around you and uh, even make something that is that would physically not be possible in a store. You yeah. can do that in a well, a virtual showroom, of course. Yeah, that makes sense because when you mentioned e-com, I was like, how, how would that work? But if you think about it, you're selling products, right? And the products are always usable within a specific um, specific domain or a specific use case but you can just visualize that whole use case and give them that experience with that product yeah. through VR that's really cool yeah. I mean you can't change the product and uh, we can buy stuff we, we buy lots of stuff right now yeah. uh, and we're happy with that so we get a, a good enough impression of the products that we're buying it's just that uh, the marketing and the product you can built on that experience yeah. exactly i mean humans are very very Make visual emotion exactly yeah. they they feed off visualization and emotion way more than just a general picture on a screen yeah. that tells you oh, this is what it looks like you're like oh, okay that's cool <laughs> you you might stop there but if you actually are able to immerse yourself how, but how do you visualize that happening would i have a goggle attached to my or maybe even wireless attached to my uh, electronic device and based on that I would be able to immerse myself yeah, I think well <clears throat> I think the first the first step would be something on your head yeah um, something on your head and uh, I don't think uh, it, it, it should have any cables it okay. doesn't need to have any cables I mean uh, there's there's there they are already disappearing yeah um, and I think that's that should be it. Exactly. It should be something that's uh, next to your remote. Yeah. You just pick it up, put it on your head. It should be small, but uh, at this point, uh, they're, kind of, they're kind of clunky, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how it starts out, right? I mean, uh, if you think back to a Game Boy, that thing was a huge brick. Yeah. And then eventually it became so refined, and now I have little Joy-Cons with each like little buttons in there, yes. uh, and motion control, and... and uh, different gyro stabilization and everything. Yep. It it's needs to start out small, I guess. And I think one of the things that needs to be addressed, it, it should be a little bit... Uh, the right now, when, you, when you're when using something like this, yep. uh, you're all... One of the nice things is you're all cut off from the outside. 
Yeah, so whatever, if you're building an experience, that's nice. But um, if you're at home with your family, that's that it should be, you should not be as cut off as you are right now. Yeah, that makes that a lot nice of sense. To, and that's why I think at some point there will be some kind of amalgamation of VR and AR, because that's what AR does very well. It, it interacts with the world. Yeah. That's pretty good, so. Really cool. Do you already, uh, are we, for example, you and me, already able to put on two headphones, uh, not headphones, but VR goggles, and then see each other? Are they that far? Um, <coughs> um, definitely putting uh, a lot of effort in it. Yeah. But um, there, I, I think there would be a lot, there would still be some manual labor involved in that. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, Yesterday I saw a presentation about uh, deep fakes, uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, where you can uh, have, uh, where a computer can um, mimic your appearance with uh, a couple of seconds of video, but also mimic your voice with a couple of seconds of video. Yeah. And that technology would be great because uh, even if you had a camera in front of you, but you would see each other with these big goggles exactly <laughs> and you, yeah. you need to see each other's eyes yeah uh, eye tracking is coming so th there's definitely something uh, that's definitely something that's coming together yeah i didn't even think about deep fakes because that combination with vr and ar will make it so that when we put on goggles we'll just see each other again yeah exactly the same as we would right now well you could you wouldn't have to create assets to do that at this point you should you must create assets it's automatable of course but, uh, yeah, it would really take a lot of the hassle out if you could have an AI do all the boring work for you. Exactly. Because right now, I would just see a character model of you. Yeah. I right? can, Rather yeah. than the real you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's it's really cool where it's going. Uh, and I really wonder when, when we'll get there, I guess. But yeah. I, I guess no one knows. <laughs> no. <laughs> the, what are you doing right now still with VR and AR? Do you have any interesting projects? Uh, I've been having, I mean, I uh, wasn't able to come to the office, of course. That's where my work VR <laughs> set is. So, uh, well, I have the Quest at home. And uh, I've been diving into uh, uh, a web in the WebXR APIs. And yeah. uh, I really love flying my drone. Yeah. And, uh, well, my, uh, I just uh, got a new one at the start of the beginning of the year. And that one was able to make uh, Panorama. So uh, okay. I made this uh, progressive web app that runs entirely in the browser, preferred uh, well at this point on my oculus quest of course yeah and uh integrated it with uh, some real-time database like firestore and uh yeah i can basically from my drone app uh, when i make my panorama that's those are not real time unfortunately but <laughs> that's another point yeah <laughs> uh i can just share them and then it will instantly pop up in uh in the in my glasses for me but also my friends of course that are awesome my, my drone buddies <laughs> yeah so you would fly your drone and Based on that drone, you could make a panorama kind of of the landscape there? Yeah, it, well, I pushed, um, that there's, there's, it has a cool panorama feature at this point. Yeah. And it takes a while for it to do, but it makes this panorama completely automated, stitches all the nice uh, fancy 4K pictures together, yeah. which gives you a 360-degree picture. Oh, That's okay. basically what it is. Already? And, yeah, and from the share button on your phone, I can just use it to, uh, to expose it, to, to uh, share it. To the to the PWA with uh, with uh, the new APIs that are uh, that allow you to do that on a web page. Yeah, and uh, it will upload it to Firebase, and uh, yeah, you can there just you hop it. in. Yeah, no need to refresh your browser even. It's just it's it's there before and you. 
you you do need the goggles then still, right? To, to, yeah, to dive in. Yeah, well, you can also do it on your PC, but it, uh, 360 degrees pictures on your PC aren't as impressive, but they're nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and you can make it work on your phone a bit. Yeah, technically it's AR tech, but yeah, you could turn around and the photo would move with you. It's nice, but it's, it's in VR, that's where it shines. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. And are you then are you then floating just around in the sky because you're pretty high up? Yeah, <laughs> well, it depends. Uh, some some uh, pan- if you make your panorama at uh, 120 meters, uh, and yeah, that's where you'll it's really be. Really high. And yeah, some people don't. Yeah, people with uh, fear of height they won't really <laughs> they like it. But you don't like have it. to fly that high to make pretty pictures. You can also make them close to the ground. Exactly. Yeah. The the VR goggles you mentioned making 4K panoramas. Well, what's the quality on those goggles? Will they actually? Yeah, same? getting better uh, every every time. Yeah, I guess I I have the original Quest. That's nice. Not uh, not the most impressive nowadays, but um, yeah, yeah you're, like I said, your your mind is or your brain is very complicated, but it, it doesn't need much to be thoroughly tricked. Yeah, and even low resolutions uh, when you're looking at pictures. Uh, will do very fairly well yeah uh, when you're looking at text stuff like that that makes it a bit hard to read but uh, if you look at 360 degree panoramas as in pictures that that works pretty well yeah man i, I really would like to see that yeah. just to, just to experience it are you going to make it are you going to publish it at some point yes that's the yeah that's the that's that's the idea yeah as well because then everyone with vr goggles can just see all your panoramas up in the sky. Yeah, and share their own, of course. Exactly. It should be that easy, of course. Uh, yeah. Share the love and uh, spread the love. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because now you would just click on, click on a button and you would have it, right? It's already... Yeah. And that's really easy already. I can't wait to see uh, what happens. Yeah, yeah, man. Thanks for coming on, Dennis. Thank you for having me again. No problem. Let's do this again sometime. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Dennis. From your sponsors, Zebia, creating digital leaders.